I grew up in Iran as a Christian. And when we went to school, as much as the government wanted to indoctrinate us, the teachers didn't allow it. Now in the 21st century, we have social, social justice warrior, so-called teachers are trying to shove their garbage ideology down our kids' throat. These are our children, not yours. Their job is not to raise my child or my neighbor's child. Their job is to teach our kids math, science, biology, literature, and that's it, not ideology. Hello and welcome to The Joe Mobley Show. I'm your host, Joe Mobley, and you're listening to the only place in cyberspace where we talk about being conservative. We hit on current events, the politically correct cancel culture, and problems with civil discourse. But most importantly, we discuss what you can do to come out of the conservative closet. The Joe Mobley Show is a new and exciting podcast that airs weekly on Monday mornings. We have a range of controversial topics on deck. Even so, it's important that we hear from you what matters most. Be sure to send questions, comments, and things you'd like to hear discussed to ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. That's ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. To make sure you stay informed on the latest content, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am, of course, your host, Joe Mobley, and I can't thank you enough for joining the live show. Of course, this is a pre-recorded interview, and hopefully I'm off on paternity leave with a brand new baby. Uh, But tonight we've got an awesome guest for you guys. You've probably seen him on Fox and getting interviewed in all the places, doing all the things. Uh, A fiery, you know, feisty dad speaking truth to these ludicrous school boards and educators. And I can really resonate because particularly to Dr. Ziegler here representing Loudoun County uh, in in only the way that we can do here in Loudoun. We've got Chris, not Chris, we've got Dennis Chris for you guys tonight. Joe. What's up, man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me, buddy. Of course. I'm glad that we finally got together because yes. uh, I don't know what was going on. Uh, my messages weren't going through, uh, was, but I got back hectic. on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. It was like I was out in California when I was setting you up to set up the time. Uh, on for My uncle passed away, so I went there for this. Oh, sorry to hear time. that. And it, it, was, it was a sad Sad trip, but hey, you know, like I have yeah. to go, you know, family first. But like, I'm glad we got it. We got it going on, right? Like, got it. I'm glad we were able to like set this up. Yeah, man. You said you were going to California. I thought you were going to the beach. I'm like, oh man, I I was in Virginia Beach. I was like, oh, he's at the better beach. Uh, man, I, at four dollars or sixty cents a gallon, I would not be driving to the beach <laughs> over there, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous out there. Yeah. So it used to be thanks Obama. Now it's thanks O Biden. Like that's yeah. the Dude, I lived in Cal- I lived in California fifteen years before I moved. Oh to wow. California. So I I know that place well. my almost every friend and family I had, they're all there. And every time I go back, I do not miss it. We Yeah, I've got one relative in California and, and I haven't been able to visit. <laughs> You're not missing yeah. much, but 
<laughs> it's too travel. It's too hectic. It's too busy. It's just, it's nuts. But yeah, different discussion for a different day, right? <laughs> yeah. Man, there are so many things we could talk about, but you know, I I can't imagine that in a couple of weeks, you know, because we're recording this on whatever day. I can't imagine in in some weeks that this isn't going to be relevant. But what what's going on with the schools, man? Like Dude, what what is going on you know, with their schools? The funny, it's the funniest thing because ever since that that school board meeting in Loudoun County, in the past week, all these new videos are popping out just to confirm what I was saying. Not intentionally. They're just coming out. Like, everybody just... Yeah. Antifa teacher and, like, you know, the woke teacher and, and, and the, the the Utah the Utah chemistry teacher. Like, all these people just, like, one after another, just coming out. And, you know, for those people, oh, we're not... Uh, he's he's full, of, he's full of crap. That he's, you know, there's no indoctrination of children. And all of a sudden, what do you see? The Utah chemistry teacher telling the kids, you the parents are stupid and... You know, like I hate Donald Trump, and 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 you know, turn off the Fox News. Yeah, like turn off the Fox News, and you know, if you're not vaccinated, Delta is gonna spread all over the place, and everyone's gonna die. And and you know, she's the chemistry teacher. Then you have the high school teacher with pledge allegiance to the to the LGBTQ flag. Then you know, we had the Antifa guy who had 180 days to indoctrinate kids. So. Man, it's been. <laughs> but but we're crazy. We're the we're, crazy. We're ones. crazy when we're, we're the, like, we're hey, the they're crazy But look, ever since that day, uh, I don't know what it was. Um, that what I said that day, even even as stupid as it sounded, but I made my point across. I made them look as dumb as they are, and. That was the whole point. You know what we gotta do? Yes. We gotta roll the video, man. We gotta because some because some people I don't know what hole you're living under, but some of you don't even recognize this man. He was all over national, probably even international television, not for being a right wing crazy conspiracy. Like I don't know if you know this, but already they're gonna brand you like a professional activist and like all this other bull crap. It's fine. Uh, I, you know what? I could play their game, dude. Like, you know, I, I grew up in, let's go ahead. Go ahead. No, <laughs> it, it went on its own. <laughs> don't, don't hover your mouse over the video. Right. You, you can play their game. You said I, I could play their game. You know what? If that's the way to beat them is play their own game, beat them at their own game. That's how you're supposed to do it. Beat them at their own game. This is I'm the so game glad you said that. This is the game they set up. This is the rules they set up. So, you know, we're going to follow the rules and we're going to play your own game. We're going to beat you at your own game. That's basically, that's the whole point. Dude, we, we have to sidestep the video for a second. Can more, <laughs> can more conservatives please do what you just said? I'm like, look, it makes no sense for us to be like, oh, well, these are the rules and we have to play right within the... If they're ballot harvesting, then we need to ballot harvest. Otherwise, we're going to lose. And that's what they did in California. And guess what? She won. Well, it looked like play, she was winning. their own game. Use their own word against them. Yeah. Use if, they're, them if they call you racist, you call them racist. If they call you prejudice, you call them prejudice. Because they are they're, more prejudiced than you are. 
Yeah, if they're using the impossible woke standards, then hold them to the impossible woke standards because nobody stands up to it. Exactly. I'll get to that. You want know, play the video? Then I'll get. Man. I got. I got so many examples for you, dude. It's 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 killer. All right. So this is Dimas speaking to the. I guess it was uh, right now, as of this recording, it was last month. Um, uh, speaking to the Loudoun County uh, Public School School Board. One of the worst school districts in the nation. Used to be one of the best. This is what he had to say. This is part of what he had to say. I grew up in Iran as a Christian. And when we went to school, as much as the government wanted to indoctrinate us, the teachers didn't allow it. Now in the 21st century, we have social, social justice warrior, so-called teachers are trying to shove their garbage ideology down our kids' throat. These are our children, not yours. Their job is not to raise my child or my neighbor's child. Their job is to teach our kids math, science, biology, literature, and that's it. Not ideology. <laughs> and Man. every time I watch the video, I start laughing. Because I... Uh, the, the the negative comments pop up to my head because they're like, oh, I guess history doesn't matter. Oh, uh, you know, did you know like biology and science, they fall into the same category? Like, you know, stuff like that because they have no argument at this point. You know, you know, like they start nitpicking at, you know, your grammar and like, you know, like, oh, you missed this piece and like, you missed that piece. So I was like, all right, cool, dude, whatever, play your game. I'm an immigrant, bro. I have an accent. I know I slur my words all the time. My colleague tells me all the time I slur my words. I'm not from it's, here. <laughs> it's it's the same Larry Elder bullcrap. Larry Elder says, you know, and, and I resonate with this. He says, I've been called a Nazi, Hitler, uh, yeah. Oreo, Coconut, Uncle Tom, you name yeah. it. But I've never been called wrong on the basis of my arguments. Oh, yeah. So talk about the accent. Oh, don't you know that science is, or biology is a science? Like, of of course we know that. That's I and get, I get know this red king herring. and queen are not pronouns. I know, but you know what? You guys don't even well, stick to it anymore. You guys call yourself freaking mermaids. Yeah, anything can be a pronoun <laughs> now. Right, you know? right now yeah. you get a free pass. You can call yourself anything you want. So yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's a, uh, it, it's, I can't fathom the their ideology. I mean. I sort of can because they've been brainwashed. Uh, they they have not lived their life to in the not to like in reality. They're not they're not in a real world. They're in their own bubble. I was the same way when I lived in California. I, I honestly I was in a bubble. Like I, I I I thought everything revolved around the democratic policy. Like you, once you live in in an environment, you just become used to it. Until you get out, until you get out of that environment, that's when you realize, like, holy crap, there's another world out there. So, for Californians, majority of them, the, the furthest out they go from California is Las Vegas. That's it. That's the, <laughs> that's the extent of them being outside of California is Las Vegas. It's only four hours away, and they move back. They go back. Um, but, but for me, I was I was in that bubble. I soon as I moved here, and I think that uh, I know, not I think, I know, like, when my entire perspective of life changes when I had my first kid. 
like everything changed completely. And then I started taking life more seriously. I, even in California, I, I, uh, I was not really active in the school curriculum and all that. So I didn't really, didn't, school wasn't really for me. I didn't really like school. So I was more like a hands-on guy. I like trade craft. I like to build things, you know, do all that stuff. But I was also good at selling stuff. I was a, I was a good salesman. I worked at a bank. Man, you you said you trade know. craft. Now now the NSA is going to be all over us. You know, so I so I I'm, I'm self-taught. Everything I've done, it's it's ninety five percent self-taught. Um, because my my dad, I mean, he's still he's seventy six years old. He still works, but you know, when when you move from one country to another, you you don't really have time to attend to your kids anymore because now you're starting a new life at like age 48, 49. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to try to find yourself. And, you know, my dad really couldn't, um, he didn't have the capability to expand more than what he had. So um, it was up to me and my brother to like, you know, blossom out of that young age. I was 14 when I came to the States and uh, I was 13. My brother was 14. So we kind of had to like get on uh, on a fast track to basically develop ourselves and you know find our way around around town, around the streets, all that stuff. So we could um, we could basically create a life for ourselves. Now, what that life was going to be, we didn't know. My brother and I, we completely have two different personalities. Um, we both we both successful. We both do good. We both have a good life. Um, uh, but we, t- we, at the same time, we have completely two different lives, completely different uh, attitudes. We're, we're different. Um, but the whole point is um, we did not give up when we hit, you know, when we hit a speed bump. So, and that speed bump wasn't uh, a social issue. The speed bump was our lack of uh, information, our lack of intelligence or lack of information. It was like all that stuff. Though. So we had to build up to it and like, you know, try to figure out how to go to the next step. And, but here's where my theory came in when I went to the school board meeting, talk about my own kids. My kids are the first generation in this country. And if you realize, usually the first, second, third generation of kids who are, who are immigrants, they tend to, they they tend not to be as smart as, as the first generation or their parents who were immigrants. Only because when you come up, when you come from a different country, especially like Middle East, like especially specifically Iran, Iran is very point on schools. They 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 they're very particular about education. Like there's uh the if the rate uh their survival depends on education. Because when the revolution happened, they were sanctioned right away. They did not have, they did not have access to the outside world. Once, you know, 19, uh, uh, 1978 and 1979, when the revolution happened, Khomeini was, was brought into Iran. The Shah was taken out. So now these people, need they, they had to become uh, self-sufficient. So what, what they did was they set up the school system and they went at it hard. They just no propaganda in school 
just school, just curriculum, science, that's, math, and all that stuff. That's and this the is thing coming that from a hard me away. And this is coming from a hardliner regime. This is a hardliner regime. These are the people who who thrive on propaganda, who thrive on 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 indoctrinating people, right? But as they were doing that, so they, they select a group of people for that purpose. Then they have another group of people who are who they're gonna push to become educated, become the next doctor, engineers, uh, lawyers, scientists. Uh, so on and so forth, professors and whatnot. So they have their own scientists. And these people, the way the way Iran works is they get them to a certain level of education, then they ship them outside to, to a different country to get the uh, PhDs or like, you know, master's degree or whatever. So look at this uh, statistics. In the country of Iran, about 90 million people uh, the percentage of the students who have master's degree, it's about, I want to say, about 60% of the students have master's degree. Do you think we can compare that number to the U.S.? Yeah, I know we can't. Their master's <laughs> degree, it's, it's like a PhD here. <laughs> This is well, what that's what you were saying when you moved over here and you, you get into your math class mm-hmm. and and there's like a major problem. And I yeah. tell Americans this. Americans don't we say best country in the world, best country in the world, best country in the world. For education, we are getting left in the dark. We have the blinders on. They don't realize kids in Russia in seventh and eighth grade are reading the, uh, the Gulag Archipelago. One to learn about accurate history. That's a tough book. Like that's a tough piece of literature. Yeah. A high schooler in the States cannot get through that book. They don't have yeah. the tools. And that's, that's the point, buddy. Look, the, 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 the problem here is two parents complain to the, to the principal. There's too much homework. These kids, my son cannot understand this and all that stuff. Then the entire freaking curriculum changes. Yeah, they don't challenge the kids. Now, state of Georgia, there's no more proficiency test because that's going to help the kids succeed in life. The kid can't add or spell his own name correctly, and they they think they think that it will. I I can't figure it out. That's the thing. Like in in Iran, I'm telling you, man. Like if you look at the schools outside of the U.S., okay, and don't get me wrong, I love this country. This country has so much potentials has so much opportunities for everybody, not just immigrants, everybody. First generation, second generation, doesn't matter. Skin color doesn't matter. Uh, Where you came from doesn't matter. The same opportunities apply to everybody, but you have to put the work in. It's not handed to you. They're not going to give you the opportunity. You have to work for it. And when you have people in Iran, okay, they survived 40 years of sanctions. These people have the hardest sanctions on them. The country has the hardest section, but it is the most developed country in that region. The most developed country. How do you explain that to people here who have abnormous amount of freedom? You could do whatever you want. And our roads have potholes more than Afghanistan has freaking pavement. <laughs> and, I, and, and I tell you this was all honestly. When I was in California... Um, as I was driving to church for my uncle's funeral, I've driven that road for 27 years. 
27 years. And I knew where the next pothole was last uh, two weeks ago when I came back, when I was there. I was driving. I, the pot was still there for 27 years. That pot was never filled. The roads have... <laughs> I swear to God, I am not... <laughs> 27 years that road has not been paved. In 27 years. And these people claim that they have the highest GDP in, in the entire country. Then why can't you fix your roads? When... Right? It's it's whenever someone's pushing the government as the savior, I want you to think back to Dennis. Say this is the same government who can't fix a pothole for twenty seven years. I, I swear to God, I am like I drove uh, like when I used to go to high school. We drew, I drove this road for five, for uh, for three years with my brother. That road's still the same. It has not changed, and this is back in nineteen ninety eight. It has not changed. It has not been paved. It has not been uh, fixed. Nothing. In fact, they're just like grass is growing and like weeds growing out of the cracks. So, um, but that's the thing. So we have a large population. How do we attend to uh, attend to all these kids who go to school? Well, we have issues. When you talk about kids in the project, when you talk about kids who who grew up in poverty. Uh, when you talk about kids who uh, who don't who don't have the same privilege as as the rich kids, well, from first grade all the way to twelfth grade, the school's free. The teachers are government employees; they're getting paid with our tax dollars. Okay. The problem lies here when you have crap that don't belong in school. When you have stuff that don't belong in the school politics, um, racial issues and all that stuff, I mean, that's when you start losing the kids because the kids are already distracted. They don't know what the hell they're doing already. So when they go to school, now they have to be distracted with more stuff instead, like besides their actual schoolwork. And then uh, you have generation of new teachers who are coming to the classroom these are i don't know what their head is they're in la la line somewhere it's just like i can't process it so the woke teachers they're they're marxist right they're they're marxist it's it's okay marxist but like they they don't even know what the word marxist means they don't they don't know the definition just like when they call you racist they don't know what that means they don't know or bigot Right, bigot. The, the, the left bigot. is the party of bigots. And the, that they the call us bigots. And, and that's the thing. Like they just say racist. I said, do you even know what racist means? Have you ever come across the fact that it could be prejudice versus racist? Because my skin is white, right? But I'm not white. My ancestors are not white. I don't have a white blood in me. I'm from the Middle East. I'm from. My ancestors are from Mesopotamia, 6,700 years ago. We are the first civilization that was created in the world. That's my ancestor. We're from Babylon, northern Iraq, Mesopotamia. Most of the people over there are brown because of where we are, because it's desertous and all that stuff. Our pigment changed because of traveling and migrating. has nothing to do with anything. And that's why I say, like, these people don't have an idea, don't have a clue 
what racist means or what race means to them. This is they just virtue signal. It's like that's all they do because majority of these people who yell and scream racist, bigot, all this stuff, they have no identity of their own. They just want to be part of something because they have nothing. Most of them are miserable. Most of them are they have daddy or mommy issues. Most of them, <laughs> it, it's true because they bring their misery on on others. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. has issues, man. Like I have issues. My wife has issues. We all have issues, but. I'm not going to take my issues and take it out on you because I don't like the way you look or I don't like the way. you. So there's, there's this other group of people and man, you're in it. You, you're having (laughs) these conversations. What what do you say to these people? And cause like, there's the BLMers, the end, there's the crazies and we can get back to them. But what about the people that are just like, I just want them to teach accurate history. And they, they sound so sincere they they don't yell and yeah, scream. I, but what do you say to those people? Accurate history. Great point. Well, since you ripped out <laughs> all the statues, you just erased history. So we're just gonna make our own now. <laughs> right? Can't take my kid to see the statue where uh it represented when slavery happened. This was a representative of slavery that it happened. Now I'll tell you slavery never happened because I can't take you to it anymore. I can't Man, I, uh... I'm wondering how long until then. I mean, right? we've we've got so Holocaust now, deniers. Well, look, they're tearing down statues because it's racist, right? So now, when they say, "Oh, when slavery happens," like when did it happen? Can you show me something that shows that it happened? Show me a proof that it happened. I think Is they're going to need to hold on to it. They're going to need to hold on to it. Is there a monument? Is there something that I could go visit with the actual location that it happened? Well, now that's gone. It's like ISIS was doing the same thing. ISIS went into Iraq, went into all the historic sites where all the Assyrians and the Chaldean uh, 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 artifacts were. They blew everything up. They went into the museums. They blew everything up. Taliban did the same thing in Afghanistan. They went into all the historic sites. They leveled it to the ground. Why? Because they wanted to erase history. That was the main purpose. That was their exact purpose because they want to start fresh. So, cool. You want to do that? Next time, don't mention slavery, bro, because you just erased it. It doesn't exist. You just shot yourself in the foot. You could no longer claim that your ancestors were slaves because now you they don't. They don't even see that. That's like that's like long term. In a hundred years, the statues are gone. Like you said, all all of the artifacts are gone. So, so when and that's the problem. Like uh, when when I went to high school here, the the history that we were taught usually was U.S. history. Nothing. There was very little about world history, or like you know anything from from outside of U.S. And um, and and I did two years of college. And I didn't learn much in two years of college. My head wasn't the my head was in the right place. I was, um, uh, I was more focused on helping out my parents. So my dad doesn't work as much. So my brother and I would like you know get jobs and whatnot. But even even in college, the 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 history wasn't all that. Like they would not go all the into detail until you become a history major then you start to realize what really happened in the outside world. And, and my message to these like Marxist BLM people who, you know, they continuously race, they, they, they scream uh, racist country, racist this and racist that and oppression and 
and reparation and all that stuff. You know what? I don't see the Jews going to the Germans asking for reparation. I don't see the Assyrians or the Armenians going to the Turks asking for reparation for the massacre that happened. And that was a massacre. That was not even slavery. That was a massacre. People died. Millions of people died, right? Um, for somebody to come and to come here who's lived here for generations, generations, and come and ask for reparation for your ancestor that you don't even know who they are. You can't even name them. You can't, they can't even go and name any of their ancestors. Pull one of those BLM guys off the line, ask them who was your ancestor. Give me a name. Well, one, they're probably going to be, in, in my experience, when I'm out, and bro, we're out on the street, like, having these conversations. <laughs> the BLM person, time, <laughs> the BLM person is always an 18 to 25-year-old white woman. Exactly. With a I can't figure it out. She's telling me how bad I have it, how oppressed I am. And I'm like, girl, I'm better educated than you. I'm, I'm that, that doesn't mean schooling and I have the degrees, but like I, I read books, you know, like freaking Google, you could go to YouTube university for all I care. I don't ask, but I'm usually sure that I make more than they do. I'm married, have a wonderful family and you're out here screaming and they're so impassioned. Like, we're not oppressed. Black people, you are not. I'm going to say it into the microphone. You're not <laughs> oppressed, okay? Stop this tomfoolery. Let me ask you a question. Do you challenge yourself every day when you when you want to do something, when you want to get something done? Do you, do you put yourself in a mindset that I need to get this done? Or uh, you tell yourself, this is hard and I'm not going to do it? Dude, I... I'm working like 60 hour weeks right now. <laughs> like there, there is no, there's no time for shame and, and victim blaming or whatever. There's now. No. So, so you don't even have time to be oppressed basically. <laughs> I don't know. Right. So uh, he, here's my thing, my friend. I sleep maybe about four and a half to five hours a day. That That's my sleep pattern from before I go to, I have a full-time job that I work. Then I come home, four kids, you know, God bless my wife, man. She's she's a champ. She does so much work around the house. And I come home and like she's still at it and she still she's she gets in her exercise. I don't. I I, I do other things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh I, I'm busy like you know, working on something, you know, um designing shirts, whatever it is I'm doing, I'm doing. But I, I spend time with my kids as much as I can. I play with them. I take them outside so they could be around me while I do whatever. The whole point is, man, you created your own privileges for yourself. You worked hard. You're working 60 hours a week to create privileges for you, for your family. No one's handing it to you. I'm doing the same thing. I work I do what I do to create privileges for myself and for my family. No one's telling me you can't do it. And even if they do, I don't listen to it. I don't tell myself I can't. I tell myself, how can I do it? I don't tell myself I can't afford this. I tell myself, how can I afford it? 
once I put myself in a negative category of I can't, I'm done. Basically, that project, the idea is dead. So don't, I tell this like to your audience as well, don't tell yourself you can't. Tell yourself how can you. Don't tell yourself, you, don't tell yourself I cannot afford it. Tell yourself how can I afford it. Basically, you're going to open up your mind. Hey, I want to buy a bottle of water and it costs a dollar. I don't want to use my own money, my own pocket money. How can I buy this that I don't have to lose $1 from my own pocket? Maybe I could invest it in something. Maybe I could buy something for 50 cents and sell it for $1.50. And I could use that profit and buy the bottle, bottle of water. It's that simple. You can start this... with an idea. And when I see kids in school, you know, all they worry about, you know, even my time, like in the 90s when I went to school, all they cared about was the Jordans, man. That's all they wanted was the Jordans, was the latest Jordans. Oh, $300 pairs of shoes, man. And while I was going to pay less shoes, buying a $20 pair of shoes, I didn't care. I didn't care what my shoes looked like. I didn't, I didn't, my parents didn't have money. And I, no way in hell I was going to force my dad to buy me a $300 pair of shoes because the kids in school had a $300 pair of shoes. No way in hell. The, the, when the pagers came out, I was begging my dad for 60 bucks, for $60. I was begging my dad, I was like, dad, can I have $60 to buy a pager? He's like, nope. I was like, okay. I went and got me a job and I started working. I bought myself a pager. And as soon as I got that pager, they wouldn't stop paging me. <laughs> right? It's a trap. It's simple as that, dude. Like, if you want something, go get it. Don't let anybody stop you. Don't let anybody talk down to you. Don't. Those people who talk down to you, those people who make you feel miserable about yourself, they are the miserable ones. They are the ones who have not gotten to the point. They have not gotten to their goals. They have not made their dreams come true. And just because they're miserable and, and they have an agonizing life, they want to make your life the same way because they didn't get there. But you have the potential to get there by not listening to these people. All these Marxist people screaming and yelling outside, you know, equal rights, equal. Everybody has equal rights. Uh, Joe, you have a social security number, don't you? I do. So do I. Do you think the kid from the projects has a social security number? Yeah. The kid in the, kid in the trailer park also has a social security number. Everybody has a social security number. Now, how many people are going to go tell those kids in the project? Dude, your social security number is the key to success. That's what you need to be a successful person. You need to make sure you don't screw that up. Don't screw up your credit. Your credit is everything. Without good credit, you can't buy a house. You can't buy a car. You know, you can't have a credit card. And you shoot your credit. You, you ruin your credit. Guess what? You always will stay in the poverty line until you fix it. Because with a 600 FICO score, there's no way say, you can... You know, we're, we're Dave Ramsey family, so we, we have no debt, no credit. We, right. There, there's but, a way to go. There is a way to go there. But for most people, most people but, are going to carry but, some But look, debt. You're, you're talking about a very small percentage of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're, we're, but, we're the crazy ones. <laughs> right. But besides that, what I'm saying, like, if you have... the, I'm talking about the society that we live in. These are the people who are always yeah. claiming, oh, we don't have anything. We can't get anything. You know, the white man is not giving me a loan. 
the white man is not doing this, and the white man, what the hell does the white man have to do? The white man doesn't even know who you are. He's looking at your social security number, and he's looking at your credit. What, what can a white person do to make us stop going to work, to make us leave our wives, not take care of our kids? How, how, how is it their fault? If I decide to be a dirtbag, leave my family, my, my sons, about to be two sons, have no man to look up to, how can we possibly blame that on a white person? Or if we don't go to work and if we don't pay our they bills, or if school. we don't. They learn it in school. You it's have nuts. These, you have these Marxist dumb teachers telling you, to, a white guy or a white woman telling a black kid you're oppressed. You know what's funny? We got woke generals now. I'm sorry. I, I'm yeah. a vet. I, I hate to say it. We got woke generals now. General woke Millie. generals are, are telling you all kinds of stuff. Now, if you go back a little ways, Sun Tzu wrote a book called The Art of the War. The Art of War. Yes. Uh, Knew a little thing or two about winning battles, winning campaigns, psychological warfare. He said, leftists, y'all don't make sense. Sun Tzu said, Never let your enemy define your success. Don't let your enemy tell you how good or how bad you're doing. That's like, what you know, we're trying to storm Normandy and we call up the Germans and we're like, hey, do you think this plan is going to work? How do you think we're doing? Do you think the Rangers are going to make it up the bluffs? Like, no, you don't do that. But here, just like you said, we have white teachers, usually white, straight, married teachers telling BIPOX, whatever whatever the new acronym is. I don't know. Telling Latin black eggs. people, telling telling people that aren't white. Well, it's nothing Latin X, black X. Yeah. So it's, a, <laughs> it's a new X now. So like, just adding X to everything. Yeah. <laughs> but now, how does this make sense? If the white people are racist, then ostensibly they're the enemy. So as a black person, don't listen to... Malcolm X said this too. Parroting from Sun Tzu, Art of War. Don't let the white person tell you the state of your affairs, how well you're doing. It's funny. Let me let me let me give you a short story. When I work at the bank, I work at Pacific Palisades. It's between Malibu and Santa Monica. There's a small city right by the beach. A lot of rich people there. A lot. Um, I work. I worked at the bank. Um, I worked with this uh, uh, black girl. Loved her. She was funny. We got along. We worked together for four and a half years. Four and a half years. We did not fight a single time, right? But here's the irony. I didn't know what racism was, okay? To me, if somebody doesn't like me, I'll say, okay, the guy has a prejudice against me. I don't call him racist because I don't know if that's what he is or that's what he's thinking. I said prejudice. I had an accent, heavy accent. Um, A lot of people wouldn't want to come to my window to work. So for me to work on the transactions, but I was an operation manager at the time. And what happened was they will come up to me. They're like, oh, is the colored girl here? You know, that's how they say They say very quietly. And I say, oh, you're asking for the black girl? I was like, Melanie, come here. And they'll just like, you know, they go pale. As if I just committed the biggest crime of my life. <laughs> You know, and I look at them like, what the hell is wrong with them? Then when they leave, I'm like, Melanie, what the hell is wrong with these people? She's like, they're stupid. I was like, okay, I'll take your word more over theirs. You know, because, you know, her and I were good friends. 
till this day, like I still contact her once in a while. Sweet girl, very nice. We work so well together. But her life and my life were completely separate. She went her own way. I went my own way. Uh, she has her own kids. I have my own kids. We have different paths, but that doesn't deteriorate her personality. Her personality still is her personality. And when I ha when you have dumb people coming at you and telling you, oh, the colored girl. I said, you could say black person, dude. Like, it, it's not a crime. You could say Hispanic. You could say Mexican. But, you know, on the Mexican You, part, you I, shouldn't because, say African-American because I doubt she was from Africa. I'm not I from mean, Africa. I, I'm never going to Africa. I, I never even looked at it that way. I honestly, I, never, I looked at it as a person. I never looked at it as a black girl. I never looked at it as anything else as a person. That's the only thing I looked at her. You know, I, I, I didn't care where she came from. I, I worked with her. And that was the point. I worked with her. I did not care who she also, was. Also, it doesn't matter if it you identify human. someone she's... by their color. Exactly. If I go to a Korean restaurant and there's a white person that works there, the easiest way for me to let everybody know this is the person I'm looking for is the white person. Right. I got a bunch of Koreans and one white dude. Right. I'm not so, racist against white people. So but. what? So here's what happens, man. So when you have these Marxist dumbass teachers in the school system, right? And like especially the one in Sacramento, the Antifa guy. Oh man, he boiled my blood when I saw that video from Project Veritas. And we and and I talk about the we talked about this me and my buddy on my show on, uh, at Immigrant Corner. We talked about this very thoroughly. I've been talking about this for a while, and we said that these Marxist ideologies will eventually seep into the school system. And we were right. And when you have a guy telling you on camera, well, he doesn't, I don't think he knew he was on camera. <laughs> he had 180 days to indoctrinate these children. 180 days, that's six months, almost. To indoctrinate children, he would send them to Antifa rallies or protests for extra credit. And I don't think Antifa is a peaceful protest, or mostly peaceful protest, as CNN will put it. Well, the burning, well, the building is burning in the background, you know. And that's how, that's how these kids get radicalized, okay? In Iran, in Afghanistan, in Pakistan. So specifically in Afghanistan, Pakistan, they people send their kids to madrasas. Madrasas are places where these kids get radicalized, okay? They start with Quran studies, then they're slowly moving, move them up. As they grow older, they try to shape them into radicals. How do they do it? They, they bring in um, uh, these, uh, uh, these clerics who basically just give them garbage, just feed them garbage all day. Islam is this. Islam is about sacrificing yourself for for your country, for your for your religion, and this and that, this and that, and and that's how the kids become radicalized. In Iran, they did the same thing, but out of it, the actual uh, Wahhabism. That's Wahhabism. Yes, uh, Shias did it differently. Shias uh, they they did them in in mosques with the with their own clerics, but during the Iran Iraq Revolution, in uh, while why I lived there. During the Iran and Iraq Revolution, the Iranian regime would gather children um, from ages, I think it was like 6 all the way to 12 or 14 years old. What they did was they gave them plastic keys 
And they said, these are the keys to the heaven. And what they did was they sent them into the minefield to clear out the mines. Just basically walk the minefield and just to clear out the clear out where the mines were so they could attack the Iraqis. That's ideology. That's when you become radicalized at that young age. So the parents themselves were radicalized. They're like, yes, this is for the grace of God. This is for the grace of Islam. We will be happy to oblige and provide you our children. They will end up in heaven. So that is what's happening now. Now you have these Antifa people, which blows my mind how the superintendent, the principal, the vice principal never had an argument of a freaking Antifa flag in the freaking classroom. Then you have a you have a you have another teacher in Orange County, California, where she took down the American flag purposely by saying, I felt uncomfortable. How disrespectful are you to make that kind of statement to say it was, I was uncomfortable, so I took it down and folded it up, I put it in storage. I don't know where it is. She's lying. She put but you can you can pledge your allegiance to this this pride, you know, right. progress plus well, you know, you know ARP you know, flag. Pride, pride flag is not a country. So, but the disrespect factor of it, it's amazing. It's just amazing. Like this is, and 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 this is a generation of people who have turned into teachers have that type of ideology. So these are the ones who have been radicalized. Now they're getting ready to work the next phase. Basically, our kids, our generation, our kids who are going to be the next generation kids. Now it's their turn to radicalize our kids. The reason I'm pissed off is because of these these things that are happening. Don't don't disrespect the flag. And right now, uh, even the Iranians, Iranians, as much as they hate the regime, they never burn the flag. Okay. As much as the Iranian regime hates the United States and Israel, you know they go uh, they go so far to basically mount a U.S. flag and Israeli flag in the college campuses and have the kids walk over it. They don't do it. The students walk around the flags. In Iran, in Iran, a most radicalized country. The people of Iran do not walk on Israeli or American flag. Planted there wow. for them to do it. And now we have people here, they stump on the American flag, they burn it, they do crazy things to the flag. And you don't think we're the laughing stock of the country? You don't think that so we've got about 14 minutes now yeah. and it's, it seems like such a message of like things are so bad. What, what can people do? What can people do to push back? What can people do to put some positive influence into the world? Anything. Um, look, I, I know, I know us parents, most of, most of the parents here, they don't, they don't want to be known. They don't want to be out there outspoken. They don't want to put their voice out and all that stuff. And that's in a way it's really bad. We need to be in the face of these people. We need to be as loud as they are or even louder. Okay. You got to beat them at their own game. These people are cowards. They are 100% cowards. They have no courage. 
All they do is scream. And then when something happens to them, they're on TikTok crying. That's who they are. Once you punch them in the face, well, not physically, but like once they get that punch in their face, they're crying. They're, they're wimps. They are wimps. These are not, these kids don't even know what real world is. The reality hasn't hit them. So for parents out there, speak up. Don't be afraid of these people. Speak up. Speak your mind. Be involved in your kids' school. Okay. Uh, I, I yesterday when I had, I had an interview, I told I told the uh, I told the host. I said I'll get to a point. I'm going to send my kids to the classroom with a body cam. As soon as the kids sit, push that button, start recording. I want to see what that teacher's saying. It's going to get to that point. If it's get to if it gets to that point, I will do it. I don't care. I'm not afraid of anybody. I've survived eight years of war in Iran, and for, this is nothing to me, man. This is like, it's, it's, it's peas, peas and whatever you call them. I don't know what the expression is. Um, <laughs> you know, so for easy and, peasy. Yeah, easy peasy, exactly. <laughs> uh, be, be involved in your kids' school. Like, this is the future of your kids. If you want your kids to be indoctrinated, if you want them to be brainwashed, then, you know, that's your choice. But if you want your kids to be successful, be positive to them. Uh, show them how, show them what success is. Success doesn't mean that you're a millionaire. Success means you have an identity for yourself. You have a culture that you could say, hey, you know, this is this is our culture. This is what we do. This is what we eat. This is what we do every weekend. This is what we do every year. This is what we do for Christmas. Whatever holiday you celebrate, this is all culture. This is my family's culture. Create that for your children. Keep them involved in the family. Um, at one point, our kids are going to grow up. They're going to have their own friends. I am not going to be able to control my kids, but I could provide the path for them to make the right decision. And along the line, as I fail and as I fall on the floor and hit my head against the rock because I made the biggest mistake, I, has, I still have to get up and go at it again. I'm not done fighting. I will, I'll be done fighting when I die. That's when I'm done. Until then, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm, and, and I encourage everybody to do the same thing. Don't play dead. We're still alive. Be involved with everybody. Be talk to your neighbors. If your neighbors are not the same on the same ideology level as you, it's okay. You can still talk to them. You don't have to be on the same political spectrum. You don't have to be on the same side on every idea. It's okay to be on the opposite side. It's okay to have a conversation. Nothing wrong with it. Just don't insult them. Don't insult, don't go person on personal insult. Once you go on a personal insult, that's where everything deteriorates. And this is what the teachers are doing. The teachers are making these kids go on a personal insult towards their parents first because we're the first line of defense. Once they defeat us, once we say, I'm not going to deal with this kid anymore. This kid's crazy. Let him do whatever he wants or let her do whatever she wants. I'm not going to control her. I'm, I'm going to give her her space. She can be in her safe space and all this stuff. There's no safe space in my house. Nobody has a safe space in my house. My house, my rules. I tell my kids what to do, when to do it. 
And I tell my kids, no close, uh, you, you're not allowed to close your doors in my house. Doors are always open. I need to be listening to what you're doing. As much as I trust my kids, I love them. I don't know what's being fed through the speakers. I don't know what's being fed through the TV. So I need to be alert. Same thing with my wife. She she does the same thing. So right now, this generation who's teaching our kids is the scariest generation out there. These are the people who have been brainwashed by the previous people. So now we have to deprogram our kids from whatever they learned so far so we could get them ready. And they basically, they're going to be the next one in line. I'm going to do my part. I expect you guys to do your part, but be positive. Be Don't give up. The dream's still alive, okay? This country is the best country you can ever live in. The dream is where you make it, so. You know, there's a huge part of what you're saying because there, there are these parents, there are these people at their work, whatever. They're deep in the closet. They don't want to come out. What you're teaching your kids is to be a coward. You tell your child, don't be a floor mat. Stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Speak truth to power. All of this bumper sticker bull crap. And you, you know, your your boss or someone in that meeting is saying the most ridiculous woke nonsense. And, oh, I can't say anything because I'll get fired. Or I can't speak out at a school board because then people will know. They'll think I'm a terrible person. They'll think I'm right. I don't care. I don't care what people think. You're teaching your kids, you know, what if you, without talking about the the validity, the efficacy of masks, mm-hmm. if you believe in masks, then wear the mask and tell your kids to wear the mask, okay? You've got the, you've got the authority over you know we're christians right you yeah. you're a family unit you've got authority that's given to you by god to steward over that family and to lead them well yeah. if you don't believe in mass don't talk this bullcrap at home about how master stupid and how this is dumb and that's dumb and as soon as you step outside of your house you turn into a sheep and you don't have anything to say ever you gotta you've got to do better for your kids, you've got to show your kids what courage, what fortuitousness looks like. And, and that's where the deterioration has started is when, when you have a bunch of people who are basically uh, atheists. They don't believe in anything. They don't believe in a higher power. or And that, that kind of deteriorates all the, stru- the all the family structure. So you don't believe in God. You don't believe in Christianity. You don't believe in Islam. You don't believe in Judaism. You don't believe in Buddhism. You don't believe in anything. Right? So Truth now, is relative. Right? So now you completely deteriorate the idea, the, your own identity because you no longer have one, right? And you can't even create one. So now you just want to be part of somebody else's identity. You want to be part of somebody else's group. So when you see all these uh, Antifa guys, dude, they're all weird. They all look weird. I don't, I've never seen a single normal one. <laughs> Like, I don't see a normal one who's, like, not a Marxist. You know, pink hair, like, tattoos all over the place. And, you know, uh, uh, they're just weird, man. Like, these are the people who, who genuinely don't have an identity. And and they're looking for something to fit in. You know, these are most of the people, like, they don't fit in into anything. It's, you know, they're like, oh, we're the outcasts, we're this. Man, I was an outcast the entire high school. Nobody wants to hang out with me. I didn't, I wasn't, I'm not, I still don't think I'm an attractive guy. I'm, I'm just, I feel, I tell myself I'm normal. I'm overweight and I'm normal. I'm fat. You want to fat shame me? 
I don't care. I tell myself I'm fine all day. It doesn't At least you me. have a real beard. I've been you know? I've been growing whatever you call this for like but three I mean, weeks. But that's, realistic, that's realistic, man. Like you know, if you, like it doesn't bother me because the mirror doesn't lie to me. I look at the mirror every day. I see myself every day. You know, I I don't I don't turn the blind eye on myself. I know who I am. So if if I'm capable to succeed in this life, who many people say it's the most miserable life ever, you know, and which I have a different feeling about that. I I think I think I'm very blessed to be sitting here and talking to you. And having the opportunity to be able to even turn on a camera and speak to you. So a lot of people don't even have that opportunity because uh, either it's because of their own failure or their parents' failure. So um, my my final note will be: please be involved with your kids' children, uh, kids' schooling, schooling, their education. Um, discipline is a huge thing with children. You got to make sure your kids are disciplined. Discipline will pay off extremely well when they grow up. The amount of respect they will have for the for another human being will be the biggest reward. Okay? And don't let these Marxist dumb people try to separate the uh, separate the groups. So if you see my t-shirt, it says division, and you have the freedom separated. It's when you create division, you lose your freedom. That's that's what it is, and this is what people are wanting. This is what their plan is. These people's plan is to create the division, which we are seeing the division now. We can clearly see the division between societies. You have the Republican against the Democrat. You have the conservative against the liberal. You have the masker against the anti-masker. You have the vaxxer against the so-called anti-vaxxer. So the the division is being created, right? So now the government. Is going to come in. It's like, oh, you guys cannot sustain yourselves. We're going to come in and tell you what to do and control your life for you. So put your differences aside. Be, try to make sense together. Screw the government. The government is your biggest enemy. Once you become dependent on the government, you've lost. You have lost everything you worked for. Everything, because then yeah. you're going to be controlled, and this is the reason when they when they dumb you down when you when you when they produce dumb children when they, they when they produce dumb kids they're easier to control they're easier to manipulate, and that's that's all I have for you. <laughs> yeah, man, that is it in a nutshell. So before we go, you've you've been dabbling in YouTube. I think I just kicked the camera, so that was fun. You've been. <laughs> You've been dabbling in YouTube and uh, with a couple of different channels, and you're you're launching something new. Tell us about what it is, uh, where we can see it, what you've got. Yeah, uh, so I do a show with my uh, with a friend of mine. We do it twice a week. It's called uh, Immigrant Corner. One YouTube Gab and Rumble, um, and I I've been doing my own channel. Uh, not not speaking, but I just started actually. It's under my name, Demis Christophe, um, and uh, and. What we do is we, 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 we speak in, not in length, but we, we try to tear down what's happening on a daily basis with all the crap that's been going on. And we compare it to the historic events of United States 
um, events in the Middle East, China, Europe. We also compare to a lot of stuff historically happened in the United States, like 18th century and 19th century. So we, ha we have, I think, we're about 50 episodes out at this point on our channel, on the Immigrant Corner channel. And we, we, we're doing it at, at, at all leisure. This is not something uh, uh, we, uh, we started for just, just for as a joke. And then we kind of like, oh, you know, it was during the pandemic. We had nothing else to do. We're home. They were not letting us go to work. So we're like, dude, you have an empty room in your basement. Let's just take care of it. Let's just do this. Let's see what happens. So we've been doing it for fun. Um, but the fun part is our fun part. We want to put our experiences out there for people to see how we grew up in this country. We are both immigrants. We both came to this country with nothing in our pocket, with zero. And we hustled our way to where we are now. And and we compare our experiences, our, uh, our perspective of the war, um, you know, what's going on in Afghanistan now, uh, the school system, the government, um, the big tech, you know, how censoring works, the, the, the vaccine and, you know, all this stuff. So we, we put out our opinion out there and, and, you know, please go ahead and watch them. You know, in some of them are really entertaining. I try to, you know, make it as funny as I can. We crack jokes. We take our blood pressure before any show. So we want to make sure like you compare our blood pressure before and after just to <laughs> see how worked up wow. we get. Yeah. <laughs> So we try to make it as funny as we can. Um, uh, and on my end, like I, I do little tidbits on, you know, current events and all that stuff. And uh, it, it's just my opinion, my perspective uh, from, a, from, an, from an immigrant who grew up in this country and who appreciates what this country has given, has given me and my family to, to succeed from nothing. Like we had nothing and we are here. Like I see even even my own relatives who've been here for longer than I have, at least like 40 years, they haven't even gotten close to where I am now because of their mindset and how they function. I had the privilege to to keep myself in, 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 a, in line of what I wanted to do, not what everybody else wanted me to do. So I made my own decisions. I take my own risks. I... Um, I encourage others to do the same thing. So, you know, I'll be happy to help anybody out with anything they got that I can help you with. But, you know, if this is ultimately comes down to you as an individual, how you want to proceed in your life. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining the show, Demis. Guys, go and check out both of his channels. Uh, I, I watched the two videos. I think he put out a video yesterday, uh, which this is obviously airing sometime in the future. So this yeah. would have been September 2nd. <laughs> uh, but I, I got a good laugh out of it. I thought it was a hoot. And you were you were talking about uh, Antifa teacher yeah. uh, on there. So guys, go check out that video. It's going to be linked right down in the description below. While you're there, you can get some of my shirts. I'm not even wearing one of my shirts, but you guys know and love them. The uncloseted conservative shirts. The Joe Biden one star would not recommend. Uh, and, and check out check out Demis's shirts too because that's a pretty cool one that he's yeah, got I gotta, on. I gotta I gotta set up a website. That's I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 
when when the website's up then the link will be in the description right. below uh but guys that's we went a little bit over and that's okay because i i think he's lighting a fire under someone's butt like get out and do something uh so be bold be courageous be uncloseted that's all we got for you guys and i hope you enjoy the next one Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.